Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our Provoke the Pastor series, in which congregation members of Heritage Bible Church submit questions to Pastor Jim. Please follow along as our pastor exercises the sufficiency of Scripture to answer various questions in today's slice of this week's message entitled, More Pastoral Popery. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 or 52. Same apostle, similar question, different church, slightly different situation. This is about the resurrection. And he says this, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. Again, he could not word it that way. He couldn't say we unless it was possible in that time. None of the events of the day of the Lord have happened yet. This is what touches it all off. They all follow the rapture. Now, there's one more passage I might mention to you that is often overlooked when speaking about the rapture. It comes from the words of Jesus with uh, the apostles around uh, the table after He instituted the Lord's Supper the night before He went to the cross. Famous words in John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. Jesus says, "'In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you.'" Now, that's absolutely stupendously wonderful. He's getting ready for us to come. All right, read on. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, often people see the words, I will come again, and they immediately jump to the second coming. Well, okay, yeah, he's coming again. Yes, he promised he's coming again, but he says, I will come again and receive you to myself. So as I said, when I spent three detailed sermons on this, uh, how the rapture and the rest of the prophecy, rest of prophecy uh, fits together, the Bible teaches there's going to be a time that Jesus is going to take away his people from the world. There's more about that in 1 Thessalonians 5. There's more about that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I commend those sermons to you as well, and you can muck through all that we did in the whole book of Revelation on Wednesday nights a couple of years ago if you would like to. It's all out there for you. So, to the question, what is the evidence for the pre-tribulation rapture? Um, there's not one text that says it comes after this and before that. We, we admit that. But we have to take all the passages that relate to this interpret them all accurately in their context, and then put them together. How do, they, how do they fit? So, the first thing I would say about it is we don't have a specific statement about when it occurs in relation to other events. We have to put the pieces together. Second thing I would say about it, there is one passage 
that's pretty specific supporting this idea. It's from the words of Jesus that he gave to the Apostle Paul, uh, John to write down for the church, specifically at Philadelphia. That's one of the seven churches, first century churches, to which the, um, the book of Revelation is addressed. By the way, one of them is the book of Ephesians, which we're studying. You might call the book of Revelation Second Ephesians. They're listed first in who's going to receive that, that book. And, and it says there in each of the seven messages to the seven churches, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So everything that's said to any of those churches is said to all of those churches. Just like um, Ephesians is also for the people in Colossae. And Second Thessalonians is also uh, for the people in Cappadocia and Bithynia and, and, and all of those places. Well, here's what Jesus said to them. Revelation 3.10. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance. Now, that's the definition of a true believer, those who are faithful to the end. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will also keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Now, that's a promise that Jesus would keep His people, not just, I'm going to keep you safe from my wrath. That's a promise in many places. But He says, I will keep you from a period of time that is coming upon the earth. And that's laid out in quite a bit of detail in Revelation 6 through 19. Now, we could say a lot more about that. Um, the people who reject the pre-tribulation rapture, uh, they have some favorite ways to try to make that say something other than what the words actually say. But you asked why we believe the pre-tribulation rapture, so um, that's what we're saying. Another thing that I would say, and this one's quite strong, only the pre-tribulation view of the rapture harmonizes with the teaching of Jesus that he gave in Matthew 25 and said, this is going to be right after my second coming. It's, we, we usually call it the judgment of the sheep and the goats. We're going to separate the nations. Sheep, believers over here, goats, unbelievers over here. And in that situation, all the unbelievers are taken away from the earth to judgment. Okay? In the rapture, all of the believers are taken away to be with the Lord. If those two events happen at the same time, there will be not one single person alive on the earth for the kingdom of the millennium. None. They can't be at the same time. Now, I should also mention here, there is a wrinkle of the post-tribulation view. That's the other most common view. Well, there's the deny the rapture view. But then among those that believe it'll happen, there's those that say it's, it's at the end of the tribulation. Um, there's a new wrinkle on that one. In the last 30, 40 years or so, it depends on who you think invented it when you say it came to... Uh, I read it in the 1970s. I had some people give me this book in the 1980s and say, oh, no, 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 it's not anything you've ever seen before. And I read the book and it was exactly what I had seen before. It's just that somebody with a bitter, bigger name that was better known wrote it in their book. It's called the Pre-Wrath rapture view. And that one says the tribulation starts and then uh, late in the tribulation, the wrath of God is, out, is poured out 
and the believers are going to be raptured just before the wrath is poured out. That's a great theory, but it absolutely cannot possibly fit the book of Revelation. You have to twist and skewer the book of Revelation to be able to put all the wrath off until um, the end. I spent some time dealing with that when we studied uh, Revelation on Wednesday nights, um, again, several years ago. Um, So to round this out and get on to the final question for today, I think it's good to take a look at what we know of the rapture from the passages in which it's described and what we know of the second coming from the passages in which it is described and put them side by side. This can be quite helpful uh, for you to see. Now, the rapture is mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 Corinthians 15. I didn't get it onto the slide. Also, John chapter 14. The second coming is mentioned in Revelation 19 and Matthew 24. There's some parallels to Matthew 24 in, um, in, in Mark and Luke. The rapture removes believers. The second coming removes unbelievers. In the rapture, Jesus returns to heaven with believers. At the second coming, Jesus comes to earth and brings believers with Him. Those aren't the same. In the rapture, Jesus claims a bride. In the second coming, Jesus brings a bride with Him. <coughs> the, uh, uh, the, rapture is, uh, uh, the, the rapture brings on tribulation. The second coming brings on the kingdom. The, the rapture is imminent. <coughs> there are no signs leading up to the rapture. The second coming is quite opposite. There are many signs. Everything in Revelation 6 through 19 and a lot of stuff from 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians has to happen before the second coming. So once the rapture happens and the events of the tribulation begin to unfold, you can start setting your dates. You may not know the exact day or hour, but you'll know the sequence of events. The rapture precedes the day of the Lord. I would argue it touches off the day of the Lord. The second coming is part of the day of the Lord. The rapture relates to the church. The second coming relates to Israel and the rest of the world. The rapture is a mystery. We studied that recently, never before revealed, made known in the New Testament. The the second coming, however, the glorious coming of the Messiah, well, that was revealed in the Old Testament in many ways. After the rapture, believers are rewarded. After the second coming, unbelievers are judged. The uh, rapture leaves creation unchanged, but when Jesus comes in His glory and sets up His kingdom, there will be many changes in creation, and many aspects of the curse will be reversed. The rapture is before a time of wrath. The second coming is after God's wrath. Then for the rapture, only believers are involved. For the second coming, everyone on earth is involved. For the rapture, believers who are alive go into Christ's presence. And at the second coming, believers who are alive go into the earthly kingdom. And uh, for those of you watching at home and those of you looking at the screen here, I didn't get it on the screen, but at the rapture, unbelievers are left on earth. And at the second coming, it's the believers who are left on earth when the unbelievers are taken away. Those aren't the same event. Those can't be at the same time. Now, does that prove exactly the sequence of events? No. But what fits best the biblical data is the, bibli- is the pre-rapture 
or the pre-wrath view. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.